Hey yo, it's Thursday and you know what that means, it's Max Wrestling episode 372. This is your captain speaking along with LFA Moses Marquez. Also joining us this week, uh, this week, as you can see, is current Mr. I Am Bank, DC Daniel Crimmins. Welcome back. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Top of the morning, DC. I think it's convenient. The last time we saw DC was Promomania. He makes his return the same week Becky Lynch made her return for the first time since WrestleMania. There you go. Except it took me a lot longer to win the win the thing. <laughs> but you did it in much better fashion, I tell you. Oh that. yeah, I won it defiantly. And I didn't uh, win it. What was it? Twenty-eight seconds, something like that. It was nice. fast, yeah. It was fast, yeah. and it was a big score. Um. Coming up this week, big news for Impact with three title changes and a shocking announcement from the Inspiration. Randy Orton celebrated 20 years. Asuka and Mustafa Ali both made their returns on Raw and a big night on Dynamites. But before we get into any of that, let's find out what others think about it. And not even Elon Musk can buy brains for these social media users. It's shit marks say. Oh, God. <laughs> can you believe... The shit these marks say. I already know. I already know. Um, we kick it off, of course, with Moses's escapades on TikTok. Um, I, wanna, I cannot wait to see who you pick this week because there's been some <laughs> fucking. Oh, man. What's up with the Jim Cornette heads? You know what, dude? I. I uh, this is I, I blame the I, and I hate to say this because we're on YouTube. I blame the YouTube era. You know what? We don't really care about YouTube. The views are. Eh. We only care about Facebook. There you go. Facebook is where it matters. But no, that's my whole thing. I swear it's like most of these dudes. They find somebody they can quote unquote relate to, or they find credible in their own way. I'm not saying Cornette's not credible. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying some the, wrestling fans have a tendency to latch. That's our gimmick, okay? And especially when it comes down to writers. That's why you have some that are Meltzer fans. You have some that are Cornette fans. You have some that, for some dumb reason, still listen to Russo. Some guys he's listen to... One. He's got one What fan. was that? He's got one fan. He's got one. Himself? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I was going to say, the guy looking in the mirror. You got it, he's buddy. Yeah, that's bro. your fan. Yeah, yeah even Alvarez ain't a Russo guy anymore. Oh, no. You got to add in the bro. Every other one, oh, yeah, bro. That's right, bro. Everything we do, bro, is about the business, bro. But I mean, that's my whole thing is like they, well, these guys will latch on to somebody and then they they run with it, their ideals, their everything. And that and Cornette is just the guy. Everybody wants to be a, 
just like Cornette. Oh, the little guy this. Oh, the little guy that. We were just talking about this last night about the thing that I don't know if this is the one you're bringing up. The idea of Darby Allen, who's 100 and maybe 60 pounds, I think, something like that, can be beaten up. Thank you. Can be beaten up by the average Joe. And the I immediately pointed out in the video that as much as I understand body mass and all that other stuff, I am currently 230 pounds, and I used to compete when I was uh, in my jujitsu days. I wouldn't say, well, I didn't do too many tournaments. My gimmick is is I was smaller than most of the dudes because I was in a, I was in a bigger weight class because that's how the bracket ran. You know what I mean? It was. 205 it was no it was not 205 it was 200 to 220 so you had a little bit of leeway so it doesn't fucking matter i was always the short guy i always went against tall guys fucking size sometimes doesn't mean shit but then there was this narrative and again so my thing for fucking darby is he's a state champion wrestler a state champion wrestler i only competed at state in california okay and that's one of the worst fucking states for wrestling okay and I'm not saying I could beat everybody's ass, but I'm just saying, fucking, I don't understand where this narrative came from. That's just like saying you can walk up to Khabib Magnumetov because he's 145 soaking wet and whip his ass. That's like oh. saying you you can go up to who's a fucking another great fucking little dude, Jose Aldo. You think you can go to Jose Aldo and whip his ass just because he's a little guy? Well, you also got to remember, like, Cornette's prime era was like mid '90s, right? Is when yeah. Now, two of the biggest stars at that time, HBK and Bret Hart. And people blow that off all the time. Neither one is a big guy. Like, you gotta remember, like, HBK, when he was champ, you had guys like Diesel, Vader, you know, Mick Foley, who's not a small guy. No, not by any means. Bret Hart, you had Sid, Vader, Nash. Uh, Isaac Yankum, whatever, <laughs> wonder whatever happened to that guy. I heard he's running politics. the state now. <laughs> Fucking yeah, Sean, Sean was like, 225. But that's, but that's just the whole thing. It's like, just because they're small, I can whip their ass. And that's because of a fucking Try. Hornet shitting on the little guy. Oh, his gimmick's not believable because he's the little guy. Try it. Thank you. Try That's right. what we were saying. We were like, bro, let's, again, besides the wrestling factor, he will quite literally jump off something onto you. And if he can't, if he can't jump off something onto you, he will gladly throw his skateboard right at your fucking head. How, uh, how does Cornette feel about Motor Grandpa? He ain't what? a small guy, but he can kill anybody. I don't, I don't know, and I don't want to find out in case it's bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's my Do it. Send problem. Suzuki for Cornette. Oh God, he <laughs> he'd kill him. He'd kill him, right? Kill him dead. Uh, the other one I picked up on from TikTok, <laughs> mainly for your reaction. Um, some dude thinks the way to fix AEW is to introduce brown panties matches, and he's oh. going on to constantly defend himself as well. So I, so I, I wasn't was, sure if this was satire, but I think he was deadly no, serious. No, he was dead ass. He <laughs> was dead ass, and he wanted everybody to know he was dead ass. And that's you know, like, that was the worst. If there, if this was late nineties, early two thousands, I'd say yeah, you know, yeah. maybe you know, occasionally do one, whatever. But in twenty twenty two, in the political climate that we're in, 
you if you if Tony Khan announced a brawn panties match between Paige Van Zandt and Tay Conti for next week's Dynamite, they would have their sponsors I mean, calling them <laughs> in a minute. You cannot do that shit. You can't. Now, it, it, when it, was the last time you saw it on WWE? When was the last time? Fuck. I'm dude. gonna say mid two thousands. I was just gonna say maybe oh four, like oh five. When was the last time you saw anything even remotely like that? You, you can't. I can't fucking put a finger on it. Lingerie fighting championship. Oh yeah, I was about to say yeah, other about, than legit fighting league. But that's that literally, like, you know, that's literally just all about lingerie fighting. And yeah, they actually, kick the shit out of each other. Yeah, they're legit MMA practitioners yeah. just in lingerie. Yeah. I mean, you want that, and you want to basically insult all the women that are wrestling out there that go through the training, do all that, and you're going to insult their intelligence and their honor? No. See, that DC brought that up. I didn't see... He, he hit on a whole different gimmick. I didn't even do that one. My whole bit was, look at where they're on fucking television. TNT, TBS. I brought up how TNT is a whole lot sports-related, and yes, they are all about movies. That doesn't mean they're about tits and ass. They're more about the action. They can get down with the action. And then TBS. I named four shows in rapid fashion. Young Sheldon, Big Bang Theory, American Dad, and Family Guy. Okay, That's all I see right before the stream begins. Big Bang Theory. Every fucking time. Those four, if those four shows don't scream, this is a family channel, I don't know what the fuck else does. And on a family channel, you can't have some tits and ass. And it's, oh, well, it's not nudity. Bro, I'm sorry, it's borderline. It, and borderline in 2022? <laughs> that's, you crossed it in, that, in 2022. Sorry. You had a sponsor freak out over a fucking pizza cutter. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, it was Nick F. Engage. <laughs> besides the point. You know, what would happen if you had Anna J, you know, partially exposed? People freak out when WWE has a wardrobe malfunction. Yeah, Charlotte. <clears throat> I'm about to say, didn't people didn't people give Braun Breaker or whatever some shit or whoever got um there was a match where somebody basically got fucking pantsed. I think it was Braun Breaker. I think so. Yeah, I think it was Bob Rude tried to pull him off the fucking thing, and it's all everybody saw half his ass. I'm like, see, that's <laughs> the thing. People fucking throwing up roar over that all the time. Well, fucking fix your gear, like but in our time. Oh, okay. When it, and in our time, that was a normal occurrence for Ric Flair. That's true, but then again, yeah. then again, you also have to think about how things were back yeah. then. Absolutely. I don't remember. I don't. I don't remember the last time I even fucking heard that Jerry is Jerry Springer still on the fucking air because that's that oh. fucking shit. That was the thing that started that whole era. Yeah, was there like mud wrestling or whatever yeah. in like the eighties? Sure. Were there like um, I think like evening gal matches? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But as far as like straight check me out, you were just a hot. You were a valet. You were like woman. You know what I mean? You just, you know, you oozed sexuality. I like, I my fucking him and you know what I mean? I like that. But it's just, it's not, this isn't, now, as DC said, it's not, it's not the time no more. Shawn Michaels even changed the rules for an evening gown match once. 
because the object was to strip the, la- the lady out of the evening gown and then you win. Uh, Sean changed it so that the lady who got stripped won the title, which was Deborah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we all win for that one. We know Steve uh, Austin did. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Um, all right, so on to the other social media. Hey, got Mark. Can't be much better. Names have been changed to protect their stupidity. First up, we have Certified Cuckoo. Um, in response Excellent. to WWE asking, where do you think Butch is right now? This guy says, Butch is better than Sammy and Ty, by the way. What in the fuck does anything in that tweet from WWE what? have to do what with AEW? Even, what, is that, what does that even mean? Like, <laughs> See, that's another thing, and I appreciate you for that one there, Daz. That's the other thing that I always see on fucking TikTok and Facebook and Twitter and every a fucking random social... AEW reference. Oh, uh, well, we didn't bring up the E. You brought up the E. They live in your head rent free. Yet <laughs> this is what happens, and oh, you're just a fucking AEW diehard. Oh my god, like bro, you are again pot, black kettle, the whole gimmick. Fucking retard! It's dumb all the time. It's dumb every single time. Yeah. And 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 now we have the, uh, uh, mm. certified cuckoo is a perfect name, by the way. Yeah, I mean, call me a WWE hater, an AEW loyalist, whatever. I, yes, we shit on WWE because they deserve it. I also criticize AEW when they deserve it. Exactly. Factuals. Uh, I also shockingly praise WWE when they deserve it. This week's Raw could should have been the Aftermania Raw. It was pretty good. Um, it's entirely possible to watch all any and all wrestling without picking a side. Why do e drones, as they become known, that's people that only watch WWE and think any and all other wrestling is evil? Why mm-hmm. do e drones feel the need to bring AEW into any conversation just to take a dump on them? You know, what, what, what I find absolutely hilarious these same fans that are singing Cody's praises six <laughs> yeah. months ago were saying. He was a no talent shot. <clears throat> when I guarantee the whole any, thing, name any single AEW talent. Oh, oh, Darby, for example. Mm. Let's say, for example, Darby Allen signed with the E today. Let's say he debuts on SmackDown and beats Roman for the title. They would say, Oh my God, this guy's so good. Yes, yes, they would. <clears throat> Maybe not Cornette, but. <laughs> no, he'd fucking flip. He'd flip too. Oh, because Vince uh, uh, sees it, so I can see it now. You know, he makes sense like I do. That's the fucking gimmick. That's the fucking problem. And I, and again, another point brought up that nobody talks about. Six months ago, everybody shat all over fucking Cody Rhodes. Oh, he's a this. Oh, he's a that. Us AEW diehards, did we hate him? No. He just kept teasing being a heel, but we knew that he fucked himself over and couldn't be a heel. So every time he teased it, he was just being a prick. So we can't be mad at him for being a prick. Like, come on, dude. It's, you know, human regular emotions. Get the fuck over it. But again, six months ago, they shot on him. Now I, I <clears throat> he's got the fucking most downloaded theme song on Spotify and every yeah. fucking nerd on fucking TikTok sings it. And he's had that theme for like four years. And let's yes, do this dude. way. If you actually look up the lyrics to that song, yeah. it makes no sense for him in WWE to be using that song. It doesn't. Like <laughs> No, I think that was literally written for his exit. Exactly. Like you couldn't go to Downstate and be like, hey, 
we want to use this song, but can you give us a new version and change the lyrics around? With the amount of songs that Downstate has done for WWE, I'm sure they'd yeah. say, sure, yeah, we can do that. And yeah. yes, you built your kingdom, but then you sold it. And you left your kingdom. No, no they're going to say, no, we're not doing that shit. And in fucking walk, Snoop Dogg, what's that plan? <laughs> we got that one theme. And I'm be like, you fucking you know, you go ahead and use that one. Yeah, just use a Snoop Dogg version because nobody liked it anyway. Watch the fucking um, E-Drones love the shit out of it. In closing Who's to that tweet, Butch is still a stupid fucking name. So is his gimmick. Oh, Pete God. Dunn deserves better and had better. And he knows it. He knows it. Again, uh, the things we do for paydays. Have, have you oh. noticed, like, look at his Twitter handle. He hasn't changed it to Butch. No, a lot it's of them the, don't when no. they change their name. Yeah, fuck that. Walter changed it. I think he's pretty much accepted Gunther, and I think a lot of fans have, to be honest. Not only that, I think he is playing ball for them. Like, mm-hmm. he is willing to play ball and just fall in line and the whole shebang, bro. That's yeah. what I, that's the vibe I get from him right now. He's when, he moved, like, when, when he moved to the States, he's E, baby. He's just kind of like, the name doesn't matter. My ring work does the speaking for me. And that's okay. I'm not, I'm not gonna, I mean, I'm not gonna shit on him. I'm, I don't have to shit on any of these dudes because I, it's not necessary. But if I, if they deserves it, that, uh, whatever. I mean, I guess Gunther's grown. I just, uh, this next one may open up a can of worms and I so wish Phoenix was here for it. He's probably going to catch up in about 10 weeks. Um, Wesley model CR 1000. He got that name because there's a lot of numbers in his name. Oh, I was going to say. He says, Kenny has done more in wrestling than Undertaker has, and Kenny has another 15 years left. Uh, Okay. I I love Kenny Omega as much as the next guy, but come on. (laughs) I mean, if if we're reaching. Right. I mean, if we're really, really reaching. We're reaching through the grave like Taker with this one. <laughs> fucking like, like bro we're fucking <laughs> reaching from the core of the earth i'll tell you what like because that's that's again i'm with you i okay hey i fucking love kenny okay he, he's my dude um taker taker again we got another both sides dude, here another dude we love i wish i had my little fucking water bottle right now but that's the thing dudes we like dude take been around since the fucking 80s and the guy just stopped Right. Kenny Kenny has done Kenny has done a lot for professional wrestling. However, The Undertaker has done so much for the for for WWE and I and I feel that that kind of engulfs it because again, for multiple eras, for yeah. multiple eras, you have Taker in the 90s. 2000s, 2010s, just fucking recently the uh, the goddamn uh, him with AJ the uh, the boneyard oh, match. You know what I mean? That's the thing. He's just fucking been there and been there and been there. And again, as much as Kenny made everybody pay attention to professional wrestling, the Undertaker was that one constant, in my opinion, good in the E. I, I think the more accurate statement to make there would have been Kenny has done more for wrestling than Ric Flair. I can go with that one. That would have Mm -hmm. been more accurate. But to kind of piggyback on what you said, Mo, Undertaker has been around 
30 years with the same company. Yeah, no yep. one's ever done that. Not and even Flair or Hogan or Brett. If you look at the level that Kenny competes at, he to quote Charlie Sheen, he only has one speed. Go. Mm-hmm. At that rate, do you really think Kenny's got another 15 years? No, no. I would say 10 tops. If that. If that. He's yeah, also wonder- like literally just recovering from some pretty nasty injuries. Mm-hmm. Knee surgery again. Uh, yeah. A hernia. He's technically been out. He's going to be out how long? Almost a year. Yeah. And supposedly he's not coming back till December. If that. You know, you look at Undertaker, like, you have people from all over the wrestling industry have praised him and have said that he's one of the reasons they got into it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you've got a guy who is just. To quote a phrase, he's iconic. He is. Mm-hmm. Um, there will never be another taker. Simple as that. No, he's yeah. in a league of his own, and it, it also comes down to like being a household name. Like, Kenny Omega is obviously very, very well known among wrestling fans. But you walk down the street, ask anybody, they'll know who Undertaker is. Yes, dude. Yeah, you can ask any Tom, Dick, and Harry. You know the Undertaker. Oh, you know the Undertaker. You know the Undertaker. You'll get a yes. Yeah, what's the whole thing? Like 10 out of 10, you're going to get a yes for Taker. And maybe, maybe, I'm going to say a 3 out of 10, you're going to get a Kenny. And, <laughs> and, and that's being generous. And some people with Taker, they'll say, oh, yeah, he's that guy from Suburban Commando. <laughs> hey, what, you know what I mean? What, whatever connection they make, bud. Yeah, like Kenny's 38. He beats the shit out of his body. Constantly in high impact matches, he ain't lasting another fifteen years. No. Not with Ten his work big, ethic and his style. Ten tops. Ten tops. He'd be fifty-two if he wrestled for another fifteen years. Oof. And I know Taker's career is also riddled with injury, and he's he's fifty-seven now, and his last yeah. great match was almost ten years ago. Right. I mean, and for what it was, the Boneyard match was fantastic. Yeah. You know, but I, I mean, as crazy it is. I think the pandemic was the greatest thing to happen to Undertaker. Oh, yeah. Oh, to force. Could he have had a great match with AJ in front of a live crowd? I don't think so. I, I don't think he could have. No, I mean, that Boneyard match was, what, 15, 20 minutes, but it took them a good few hours to actually shoot the damn thing. I mean, Taker even said in an interview, I, I think his last match before AJ, I think it was the Goldberg match in in Saudi, wasn't it? Yeah. Last, and even he said, you know, he knew that when that match happened, it was time to start hanging hanging it up. Yeah, his last great wrestling match in front of a crowd was probably against Sean or maybe Punk. Let's say Punk. Punk, yeah. Um, okay, last one. <laughs> yeah, this is from Coco the bitch. <laughs> he got the name because his. Oh, profile picture is very accurately a clown. Uh, his take is wrestling is the worst part about wrestling. Stories, oh, segments, and characters man. is where it's at, and that's what draws not boring ass five star bangers. Dude, what okay. are you even doing here? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So this is the funniest thing because I don't think that uh, besides. <sighs> okay, so yeah, okay, so the biggest companies in the world right now. You cannot say their name without saying the word wrestling. 
Yeah. All Elite. Even WWE. All Elite Wrestling. World Wrestling Entertainment. New Japan Pro Wrestling. And then you've got that narrative shit. But then this is, again, this is, but then again, this is, I'm not, I want to shit on people. But then again, the reality of the matter, the truth of the matter is, is shit like that is what made people want to watch back in the day. That's what made the Attitude Era can't miss. It was the storylines. It was the, what are they going to say this week? What is Austin going to do this week? What is Rock going to do this week? The anticipation of what's going to go on, but the also the on edge, you know what I mean? The whole craziness of it all. Now it's more based on the sport. It's more based on actual grappling and moveset and being able to work well with each other. Not being not just doing fucking moves for the sake of doing moves, but making sense in the ring. Being able to tell a story, not only on screen in a cool video package, but in that ring. And the E has kind of lost the in-ring stories, but, I mean, it's still around. But that's the whole fucking point. There's When there was no video packages, when there was no drama in the 80s, what did they do? Other than building it in the crowd for, like, besides drama, they built it with the match. You had long, drawn-out, meaningful matches. So if that's your narrative... You have to have the storylines. Wake up early every single day. Uh, a children's hospital. Uh, uh, days of our lives. There's a shit ton of them. Go on Netflix, but, bud. Go watch but, a drama on Netflix. They got dramas for days. They just rebooted times, the Kardashians. Go watch Bel Air. You want some drama? Go watch Bel Air. That shit was good. How many times did Ric Flair wrestle for an hour back in the day? <laughs> shit. I can tell you. <laughs> we were... In our in our days in history thing, there'd be random shows where he'd be a house show and go sixty minutes, and then turn around and go to another show a couple hours later <laughs> and do sixty minutes. Also, like there was an element of building up to the matches in the Attitude Era. Like, yeah, holy shit, we're gonna get Stone Cold and The Rock. Let's build the shit out of this one. Mm-hmm. And you just know now it's oh hey, we're gonna get we get Stone Cold and The Rock this month. Oh, and next month, and the month after that, and the month <laughs> after that, and the month after that. And then it's Saudi. And then it's Saudi. <laughs> but exactly. uh, like, no, nobody watches football and thinks, you know what? I don't give a shit about the game. I just want to see these guys snort some coke and drive sports cars. And exactly. That's what it is. No, it's like tuning. And that's a perfect. So, but it's like tuning on the TV on a Sunday while watching uh, the Bucks last year and saying, all right, I'm waiting for fucking AP to blow up. When you're going to blow up. Well, you finally took all the shit off and ran. Let's go. That's what I've been waiting for. <laughs> Like, you know what? No. In great wrestling, you need both. You need characters and you need in-ring competition. Like, All day. New Japan, for example, primarily focuses on in-ring competition. Mm-hmm. But therein, like, look at Tetsuya Naito. We'll use him as an example. Arguably one of the greatest characters they have. Oh, no, he's the best. Uh, I can <laughs> when he was... Not I'm a fucking Okada fan, okay? Not his most recent icy title reign, the one before, when he just beat the shit out of that title. Just, oh, when he didn't give an absolute fuck. When he gave no fucks. He, he felt had- disrespected. He felt disrespected as the IWGP Intercontinental Champion, so he treated the belt like crap. And by <laughs> literally, like, DC's not playing. He would literally walk and 
it, he would chuck it as hard as he can in the air and just say, watch out, and I let the thing crash. He'd stomp on it. I remember, like, um, I fucking, I forgot who he was wrestling, and he's coming out to the ring, and I'm just like, all right, he's going to, like, throw it into the ring, and he's, like, holds it, and he just baseball swings it right up against the post, and I'm like, what the f- <laughs> Like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> And he just, but that was his gimmick. Like he yeah. was the character. He was so disrespected. I'm going to beat the absolute crap out of this thing. And they've got characters too. Like, you know, I, I will say like my biggest gripe with some of AEW is some of their characters could be a little bit better. Not all of them, but some of them could be a little better, but they're getting there for a company. That's only what, three years old ish. Yeah. The fact that they are as far as they are is incredible. Thanks. And this is why they're marks, and that's the shit they say. Um, now, we would normally go into our top stories right now, but uh, seeing as we have some company, let's get to promoting Trivia Takeover 7, which is our very next special coming up May 24th and 26th. It's the doubleheader trivia takeover and it's a double header because of the champions chase which takes place every year at trivia takeover the knowledge champion has never survived champions chase the first year i believe moses lost it to phoenix last year mike lost it back to moses uh this year phoenix is champion again the question is who's gonna try to outrun phoenix and take his last remaining championship somebody better that motherfucker (laughs) needs nothing you hear me nothing also, Chad Malcolm will defend the television championship against the person sitting right here, Moses Marquez, in a 30-second quick fire. And I do believe, though, Chad's thinking about raising the stakes. That's the kind of lawyer shit that he pulls. I was going to say, if he's a lawyer, he's already got a fucking backup <laughs> plan, this guy. Um, But double duty for Moses. I mean, triple duty if he wants to do championship chase, but... The door is open. Are you kidding me? I gotta be there. The door is open. Nobody answered the challenge of Promomania. However, the shape uh, has somehow wormed his way back into the show and arranged a mystery opponent for Moses in a promo exhibition at Trivia Takeover. Fun times. What the fuck? This is what happens when I have no control over the shape. He does his own shit. And in the possible main events of course whoever wins well whoever leaves champions chase as the knowledge champion has the opportunity to cash it in and take on the world champion that guy in the first ever jester's justice where you have five minutes to make it from one side of the room to the other working your way through the jester's lies for more information, go to maxwrestling.net slash takeover7. And for more details on Jester's Justice, go to maxwrestling.net slash Jester's Justice. Say that ten times fast. No. <laughs> God, no. So how does that card sound? <clears throat> Ridiculous and stacked. This is why we call it Trivia Takeover. Uh, which, of course, is how DC became Mr. Iron Bank in Trivia. And every time I say I am bank, I kind of shudder a little bit because I do have one of the championships right now. Chad mm-hmm. has the other. Phoenix has the other. Spread out equally. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm just waiting for that. Usually people wait a long time for these cash-ins, and it's kind of 
unnerving that Mr. Iron Bank is on the show so quickly after Promo Mania because it never really happens. It, you know, as uh, I'm usually one that when I, when I get a new toy, I can't wait to play with it. You know, I, 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 I wasn't I wasn't one of those kids that could, you know, leave their toys in, in the box and just watch it. See, that would be. I'm about to say, I'm 32 now. You know how much patience I had? I still have to fucking tell myself you can't open that. So, brings me to the announcement and the reason I'm here. When am I going to cash in the case? Well, you know, I've I've made history before with Max Wrestling. I was in the very first, and to my remembrance, the only tag team promo bout. And so if I recall, my options are either world title, television title, or knowledge title. Yes. And uh, Desi, when I gave you some clues, I said Austin Aries. So with those three options, I am going to cash in on a title behind door number four. Door number four is the title of main event in Promo Mania 2023 for a promo bout. A promo that I have never had. And I figure I should have an a opponent that uh, I've never worked against. And I've worked against some of the best. I've worked against the Walker. Mo, you and I have done our thing in the past. Mm-hmm. Dazzy, you and I have done our thing. And I've even worked against somebody that we won't name. <laughs> yeah, that guy. So, and I mentioned Forbidden Door. <clears throat> so I looked for an opponent, searched far and wide, and I went into the deepest depths of hell. And when I said never before and never again, my opponent in the main event of Promo Mania 2023 competing one last time, it will be Daniel Crimmins versus the Demon Ass. Wow. I didn't even know she was back. Quite literal <laughs> shit one, in the draws. One last time. That, Holy crap. That yeah. is what I'm cashing in against. And I said it had never been done before. That's option number four. That is very unique. You don't want a title. You just want the main. You know, Punk should have had Iron Bank. You don't want the title. You just want a main event. Just want the main. That is big. I mean, um, we were going to get Demon S versus you at one point in one of the promo climaxes, I believe. But it didn't happen. So, yeah, history will be made. The Demon S seems to be rising again. And One very appropriately, time. next year uh, when Promo Mania goes Hollywood, <laughs> at the at the biggest, brightest stage of them all, right? What better <laughs> time to do it? Wow! All right. Well, that's the the weight off all the champions' backs, but uh, I guess more weight on everybody's back, knowing that the Demoness is on the rise. Again. The fact that the, the fact that the idea of her coming back, I don't give a shit if it's a year out, still fucking makes me quiver. Right. 
Yeah, we can already hear the hello mortals. Oh, that is bad. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, you have 11, 11, 11 months to prepare for uh, Promo Mania Shit, And, you know, kudos to me for keeping this thing a secret, because I suck at keeping secrets. I, I, I just I can't do it. <laughs> Like, you know I, what? I kept wanting to tell you, but I was like, no, no, no. It's, nope, it, got to hold it off. Got to be a surprise. I didn't even hear it from the demoness herself. No, that's that one's uh, the, what we call the uh, the earth shakers. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Now I got to make a graphic. There you go. <laughs> right. All right. Well, I mean, that's one top story. Let's get to this week's wrestling top stories. Um. I actually want to talk about Rebellion first because big night for Josh Alexander, once again, the world champion. Uh, and he got to keep it this time. Good Amazing moment for him and for his son. I'm about to say, that was the <laughs> coolest fucking little it entrance was. I ever seen, boy. Again, never been done before. Jeez. Um, if you're trying to build the most ultimate baby face, bring him out with his kid wearing his gear. I swear, that's fucking yeah. shit. That's gold. You know what? As I, as I said to uh, as I've said to other people, you know, I, I think it's high time that we start not looking at Impact as the uh, the redheaded stepchild. You know, they have come leaps and bounds above where they were years ago. Facts. And top to bottom, it was a phenomenal show. Yeah. Pun very much intended. Um, I mean, it's it's actually no surprise to me that Josh Alexander has found more solo success than even Paige. Everybody thought Paige would be the breakout from the north, but I always thought, you know, what Josh Alexander's got a little something. He's he's got he's got more than just a little something. I was one of those dudes where I look, I was the outside looking in. I'm I'm gonna be super honest with you. I was not a fan of either of them. But then again, I also didn't watch Impact. I think the first one I watched, I saw goddamn Karate Man. Yeah. And I was like, was I fuck, you know what? I fuck with Ethan Page. This is goofy as shit, but I fuck <laughs> with Ethan Page. And I think it was quite like a, a maybe two or three pay-per-views after that is when Josh, uh, Josh Alexander started going on a tear. Winning the yeah. X Division title, turn around, winning the world title. And I was just like, who in the fuck is this guy? And he made me take notice. And I it's because of guys like DC, like Teddy P, like Rob, that are watching Impact, telling you, it, you got to watch Impact. You got to give it a shot. Do something about it. And it's worth it. It's worth the watch. It's worth even talking about nowadays, especially now that Josh Alexander is their champ. You have Matt Cardona in there, too. He's been uh, talk worthy for, fuck, Jesus. Every time I turn around, fucking people are, like, praising him now. And he's getting another title. And he's getting another, yeah, exactly. So it's, there's a lot to look at there. But I mean, and when you look at a fucking dominant world champion, I don't give a shit. If you don't know who Josh Alexander is, you need to go fucking look up Josh Alexander. If you were one of those people that looked at Kenny and looked at O'Connor and said, eh, but if you were that other half that looked him up and got excited, go look up Josh Alexander. You will get excited. You know, I, I think what it is like, you know, everybody thought that, that Ethan Page was going to be the guy. Yeah. He's you know, more charismatic. You look at, you know, a stereotypical pro wrestler. You put the two of them next to each other. You're going to think, who looks like they'd be a bigger star? Ethan yeah. Page. You know, he's got the look. He's got, you know, the physique. He looks like, you know, you, 
kind of guy you'd want to build your company around. Definitely the E would. They probably would yeah, have made oh, for sure. champion 10 times by now. Oh, for sure. <laughs> um, but then you see Josh Alexander, you see the, the headgear, you see the, the single, and you think, who is this goofball? They think one-dimensional. Exactly. Mm. But and I'll, I'll admit it, I'm a victim. I remember seeing him with the headgear, and I thought, why is he wearing amateur gear in professional wrestling? I thought it looked goofy. But then I started watching this guy and seeing what he could do. And it's incredible. Like, his match with Moose was amazing. Yeah, Moose mm-hmm. did good putting him over. Uh, Moose has been a great world champion. You Moose know? has been great, period. Like, to see Moose get his shot should have happened a while ago. But to see him finally being able to hang and prove that he is as good as he says he is. Yes, dude. Yes, dude. Six years ago, six fucking years ago, he was a retired offensive lineman in Ring of Honor, and he was just a big dude, but everybody loved the moose. You know what I'm saying? He got over because of his fucking theme, but then he fucking learned the business, and Mm -hmm. he learned it so well, and then he got in shape, and he's literally the fucking total package now. He's so fucking good. He's athletic for a dude who's 6'6 and pretty much still 300 pounds. He moves very well. His in-ring work is awesome. I haven't even seen a bad match from him in a while. I still sing his praises for the him and Ishii that I saw at the uh, New Japan show in L.A. Fucking phenomenal. He got over as one of the top heels in wrestling. Facts. When he comes out and he steals the Impact World title from Ethan Page, beats him in, like, 30 seconds or whatever it was, after that emotional moment of Ethan Page finally winning the big one, of his family being there, only to lose it right in front of his wife and son. What better heel move is there? I mean, I can't think of one. Stop. People need to stop sleeping on Impact Wrestling. Yeah, I mean, for a long portion last year, we did like heavily feature Impact on the show. Then, of course, they moved to Thursdays, and it made it difficult for us. Well, so, I mean, it fucking ruined us. That's why I love it when Impact have a big pay per view that gives us somebody to talk about Impact for once. It's nice. Um, also, a big night for Taya Valkyrie, culminating her return by dethroning Diana Peraza was AAA Reina de Reina, Reina de Reinas champion. Reina um, de Reinas. Great to see, especially after seeing WWE completely waste her time. Both of them. Both of yeah, them. Yeah, both of their times. Um, when, Taya, you shouldn't have left, girl. When people, I, I hope you fucking e-drones realize that this has been something that's been going on for years. Vince will buy your contract to keep you away from them and them and them. It's not because we're going to utilize you. It's because I don't want you to have him. I don't want you to have him. Yep. I don't want you to have him. He's the Vince, greedy rich kid. Vince will sign, say, 20 people, right? Mm. Of that 20, maybe five get used. Yeah. Five or less will get used. Yeah, I was going to say maybe less, but yeah. Vince is the guy who will buy the brown properties on Monopoly just so nobody else can buy them. Yes, dude. <laughs> hey, I always use those properties. You know, once you build the houses and the hotels that they are worth 
they're pretty good. I mean, when you're a businessman, you know what you're doing. Yeah, but like right from the offset, two dollars. Two dollars. <laughs> um, also, the other new champion we had at Rebellion, Ace Austin, became a three-time X Division champion, defeating Trey Miguel and Mike Bailey. Um, Trey Miguel had a pretty good reign as a solo guy for like really the first real run he's had since the uh, the Rascals broke up. Trey Miguel's awesome. He's a solid dude. There's a there's a local indie promotion near me, and they've got an event next month. The main event is Trey Miguel versus Buddy Matthews. Oh hey, damn. Yeah, Trey I mean, Trey's been on a rise for like a year now. I'm gonna say a little bit longer. I've been well, but then again, when to me, when I see it, and I I think I've always said this on this goddamn show, when I see a dude show up in PWG. I take notice. Right. I don't know. It's, I mean, now it's a little bit more skewed because there's a lot more AEW just regs, but I still take a look at it. I still, you know what I mean? This guy looks interesting. This dude looks interesting. This dude looks interesting. I had no idea who fucking Elon Dragoff was before, he, I mean, you know, before his NXT UK run without fucking uh, PWG. Right. You yeah. Know, helpful, helpful stuff. Um, Pay attention to the Indies, people. It is actually worth it. Um, but really the, is. the E-Drones, where do you think most yeah. of your favorites came from? Exactly. They weren't They weren't made in the backyard, I assure you this. <laughs> um, but the biggest shock of the week for Impact was the inspiration, um, announcing that they're taking an indefinite break from in-ring action. That, that was the exact phrasing. Nobody said they retired. Nobody said they're injured. Um, but they are both now out of Impact. Yeah, um, we know where they're going. I really, really hope. <laughs> I hope not, dude. I mean, again, I, I understand the payday factor, but it's, like, uh, it's, money really buy happiness. They they said um, they're excited to start a new chapter and explore other opportunities. Now you know they're doing porno. <laughs> hey, look how much money Tony Storm made off. Of well, yeah, OnlyFans sells. Just saying. Um, the silly part of my brain was like, oh, maybe they're both pregnant, but that's just stupid. Um, it would be a crazy coincidence. It I mean, with hey, that'd be cool. Well, uh, uh, interesting. Lee and um, Sean Spears have been married a number of years, so. Yeah. He scored a perfect 10. Um, literally. It, it could be a number of things. It could be moving into coaching or producing. They could even be leaving the industry completely. <laughs> For a while, we don't know, but it it came out of nowhere, and I can honestly say I've I've enjoyed their run together, like even when I wasn't supposed to, especially right? when I wasn't supposed to. Especially <laughs> when we weren't supposed to. Yeah, uh, I think the shocking thing was just that it came out of nowhere. There was like no indication that they were gonna do anything like that. Well, yeah, they were on the rise again in Impact, and everything we thought everything was cool, and then all of a sudden, I literally like checking Discord, they are retiring. Wait, what? Or they're taking a break? Like, what the fuck's going on? Going on hiatus, but um, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see them back in the E. I really wouldn't, man. Again, which you know what? They'll bring them if that happens, they'll bring them in and they'll split them up again in like a week, right? Yeah, the, because the that's comp- what they do, and that's what they did. They split them up for absolutely no reason, then put them both in other tag teams, and then because they're dumb. I'm sick of never being able to cross the line I'm sick of pretending everything is fine You 
Hey, this is the charismatic enigma, Jeff Hardy. Hey, this is Tommy Dream. It's the ultimate Vanessa, your girl's favorite wrestler. Hey, yo, what up? It's Darby Allen. This is the voice of Killer Cross. It's the interview queen, Alicia Atute here. You are watching Max. Max Wrestling Podcast. You are currently listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. We're going to take it to the Max. We're about to take it to the Max. And we're about to take it to the Max. It's time to take it to the Max. Hey, welcome to the Madhouse. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Madhouse. Over stories. Um, so Asuka crashed Becky Lynch's return. Um, oh yeah. First appearance since last year's Money in the Bank. Beer, uh, you're in trouble because you spoiled it for me. I literally didn't read anything about Asuka's return on any dirt sheets. And then I get a message from Beer Monday night. Uh, I hear Becky might be feuding with Asuka. Like you son of a bitch. <laughs> um... So yeah, that that surprise was spoiled for me because it was like finally a return that hasn't been plastered all over social media. But it made sense. Um, first of all, before we get into the the storyline, uh, I'm just gonna say it, I fucking hate Becky's new gimmick. I know she's a heel, but once upon a time, she, yeah, I know she's a heel, but like once upon a time, she was the biggest name in WWE, and it seems like this gimmick is a punishment to us. For supporting her so much for four years. How dare you lack when she was doing something that we didn't lack? <laughs> it's just awful. And also, who's, who's the announcer for Raw? I don't know who the fuck this guy is. Every time he does the stupid voice crap was yelling, he a big time. announcer or something? I wanna, I, look at like, this like, dork like, up. Announce team or ring announcer? The, the ring announcer. Is, is it Greg or is he on SmackDown? Oh, oh. Greg Hilton got fired. Oh, yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah, well, whoever's on Raw, every time he yells, big time, I want to kick Mike him in Rome. the nuts. But it sounds like they're already up in his stomach. What is that? Is that SmackDown? Is it <laughs> Mike Rome? Oh, it says Mike familiar. Rome. Um, I thought you were going to talk about the commentator, dude. I was like, I still have no fucking idea who the fuck he is. Oh, yeah, I don't know who he is, but, I mean, he doesn't annoy me as much as Michael Cole, so I just kind of, the commentary team is just there now. I can't say Michael Cole bugs me because Pat McAfee is just the fucking man. You know what? Pat McAfee has very much improved Michael Cole. I didn't think it was possible. I'm about to say, if you can do that, you're <laughs> fucking one. You're going to go down as one of the greatest of all time. Okay, Pat right. is a guy who made us like Vince again as a person. That's true. Mm. Pat is he, guy, he 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 made you love Brock. As a, man, <laughs> as a person, he's like this guy's awesome. This guy's Pat not- can do no wrong. Can't. No, he could get he, anybody over. He really. I. I. I also blamed. I don't think it's. I think it's a lot of him, but I also think it was also a lot of the boys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um. So regardless of what I think of Becky's gimmick, I do still enjoy her in the ring. WrestleMania, she had one of the best matches of the weekend with Bianca. Easily. And just like that match, there's already a great story between her and Asuka. So that, I mean, that should be a great match too. Um. Did they only face each other once at the Rumble? I so would, think would this were, be like the first time they've wrestled since then? I think so. I think they were supposed to. There was a time when they were supposed to, but Becky got hurt. Right. 
Um, and of course, the last time they were in the ring together was when Becky announced she was pregnant and literally handed Asuka the title. Um, Asuka has so much to. fun. Like, Asuka has so much fun. Like, she's just stood there. She's dancing around. She's just having a time. She's happy to be there. <laughs> yeah. She's she, like, well, if I, we gotta make the most of it. She exudes joy. Um, and you could see the happiness on people's faces when her music hit. Um, and you, her social media, too. Yeah. Really she's just like awesome. such a fun, bubbly person. She's like the complete opposite of Becky right now. Oh, yeah. But it's uh, great. It's great yeah. stuff. I love all of it. And again, um, Mustafa Ali got a fresh start. Uh, damn Mustafa. Um, it was nice seeing him back. Yeah, and he, he looked happy too. Oh yeah, I'm back on television. A months ago. Well, uh, I think that was yeah. the thing. He, he, I think that was the thing. He just wanted to be used. That's it, dude. That's all any of these fucking guys want is to be used. Don't let me sit here and flounder. I can do that fucking at home. You know what I mean? In my comfort. In my pajamas on my computer, fucking around on the Xbox, whatever. But I want to be here wrestling. Yeah. And that's why I'm in the world wrestling entertainment to wrestle. Yeah. World sports entertainment entertainment. That's right. To sports but, um, entertain your entertains. Get the win over the Miz before an, a surprise being attacked by Tomato Champa. You mean Champa? Is he just Champa now? He's just yeah, Champa now. They dropped Tomato. But, you know, I knew it was a matter of time. Fair, did you know that they changed work. Angel? Gar- I don't mean to cut you off. DC. Did you know they changed Angel Garza's name to just Angel? Yeah. The funny that- thing about Austin Fury too is that he's just Fury now, but he's still using the AT logo. I, I always hated that the whole idea of the theory, just because like I want anybody at any time to just be like, you know, I have a theory, and then boom, let his music hit. Like, you really want to be a douchebag heel? Do that. Anytime that anybody says the word theory, you just come out like a dick. No, call me? No. Three minute okay. warning. Like three minute warning. Exactly. Oh, It'd be fucking three minute warning. Uh, yeah. On the topic of Austin Fury, um, speculation has arose this week that he's the next John Cena. Like, Goddamn Juan Cena. I, the way I said that in my expression then kind of gave it, a, gave it away incorrect feelings because it's easy for us or anybody to just sit here and say he doesn't have what it takes to be the next John Cena or the next poster boy. But Nobody let's, knows let's that not forget. Be John. Exactly. We we would have been sat here saying the same thing about John Cena. His his debut was actually very average. If he the only reason it gets replayed so much is because of the career he went on to have. Yeah. Facts. If if he didn't become the sixteen time champion, whatever, nobody would talk about his debut. Hell, nobody would talk about no, let's get, no, let's be, his career. I'm about to say, let's be a thousand percent honest. If he didn't start fucking freestyling in the back. With the fucking dudes, with what was it? Uh, I think it was. Uh, what they say Ray and Rikishi and some of the other yeah. dudes. If he didn't, if he wasn't back there and Stephanie didn't see him, he wouldn't be a guy. No. And you know, like, let's say, look at Roman for example, who's arguably WWE's biggest act right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at when he first came in in the Shield. Mm. If he hadn't had that mm. heel turn and aligned with Heyman. Mm. He would have a very forgettable career. Uh, you know, I can argue, I can argue that one because that was a hot button topic all over fucking TikTok. Was you know, 
they overpushed. They pushed. If it wasn't for him getting cancer, nobody would have cared about him. Let's be honest here. When he came with the Shield, and we, the IWC, started to love Roman Reigns, we wanted him to be the guy. We said, "Now's the time to be the guy." He would go in there with guys like Brian and guys like Punk, and he would fucking put on bangers. And he was everything. And he didn't do a lot of talking. He put on his work in the ring, something we didn't see often from E guys. He goes on. They end up going, we're going to go with Seth instead. They don't really do much with Roman. He basically stays the same. He doesn't evolve for like two years. Then he gets cancer again, unfortunately. And I, and I know a lot of the other IWC said, when this guy comes back and he's going to, he's going to be the world's biggest fucking baby face. And that lasted all of seven, eight months. Then he won a title again. And then he won a title again, and we hated him because you're yep. shoving him right back down our throat. You know, can you build the guy? Can you make him go through the ranks a little bit? Nope, he's just right back in the gimmick. But now, because they let him be a heel, they and we know the E knows how to build heels better than faces, that's why he is the guy that we all must acknowledge, which I'm not acknowledging. Yeah, but so like, if we're all going to boo him, let's give him a reason to boo him. Ex- there you go. Of the three shield guys, I was always rooting for Mox. He, he was my guy. I wanted him to be the guy. I think I was very much a Rollins guy, but Mox was second. You know, and it's looking at theory or Austin theory. Could he be the next John Cena? I think it's very possible he could. Very possible. Yeah. He's got the look. And He's got the look. He's talented. Vince loves him. Mo, you heard me say this, and I'm making the prediction right here. He will be the guy to take the universal title off of Roman. Not the WWE title. That one's going to Corey. Goddamn Corey. <laughs> Corey Streets. That's going to Corey. But Austin Theory will be the one to take the universal off of Roman. Hey. It'll be, you'll be I, um, I was looking into this, this this week. Like, if you look at the, if you compare the first two years of Austin Theory's career and John Cena's careers, they're not exactly a million miles apart. No. So no, I'm not, not going to sit here and say there's no way Austin Fury is going to be a huge star in a year or two because it's very possible that he could be. They could book him that way if they want to. If, the, if Vince really does feel this way, this strongly about this kid, they'll fucking push him to the moon. Yeah. Whether we like it or not. And we can see he clearly knows how to make a gimmick work. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, so you 20... don't have to like him, but you got to respect him. Yeah. Uh, 20 years of Randy Orton. Yeah, he's 20... I want to say 27. Seven, yeah. That sounds right. Am I right? If I'm right, I'm going to go bananas. Uh, Let's go to Uncle Google. Google. Uncle Google. He is 24. Oh, son of a bitch. So he's pretty much the age Brock was when he won the WWE title. Austin Theory could be around another 20 years. Ah, yeah. True that. He is young enough to be a pillar. Which is a nice segue. 20 years of Randy Orton this week. Hell of a career. He's he's 42 and he's still in his damn prime. Yeah. <laughs> the, and there's no slowing down. He said he's going to be around for a long time. Still, he wants to be the next guy after Taker to stay in the same company that long. And, like, very possible. He only has another 10 years to go. I love the, the crack that he made where he said that he plans on still being there long after Roman leaves for Hollywood. 
Yeah. I mean, because you know, we all know it's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's all the top stars. So do I see Orton lasting another 10 years? This goes back to the Kenny Omega conversation earlier. I absolutely see Randy still going strong at 52. Oh, yes. Yeah. Still in incredible shape. He doesn't you, take unnecessary risks. He's a very safe worker. I mean, his heart is his heart is bump is the superplex. Just saying. And, you know, I I look at it like this: if he works it right, easily. You know, is he going to be working a full time schedule in his fifties? No. Yeah. But like, you look at Jericho. Yeah. Who's I think right now like what fifty one ish, fifty two? Like right. Yeah, I think there? he's fifty one, fifty two. Mm-hmm. And he still can go at such a high level. Jericho is better now than he was 20 years ago. Yup. No denial here. Orton is another guy. You look at Orton when he first debuted back in like 2001, 2002. Oh, the blue and yellow trunks. He was a nerd. <laughs> he was a nerd. Fucking nerd, baby. But then, you know, he found out who he was. He found his identity. Like, all the greats in wrestling, Savage, Hogan, Flair, all of them found their identity, found out what worked, and ran with it. Mm-hmm. I forget who it was that said it, but they said the greatest wrestlers are the ones whose gimmick is just who they really are, magnified by 100. Yeah, I don't know who said that originally, but I remember Stone Cold saying it. And it, it's true. It's I think it was Harley. It was Harley. And you know what? It's true. It's the God's truth. And oh, yeah? Orton, I could easily see working well into his 50s. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It is crazy. Like, he, he started off as the legend killer, which was a great gimmick. Oh, yeah. Um, And he is now literally a living legend. Goddamn right. When it is time to for him to hang it up, I think he worked that into his final storyline. You know? You know, Legend Killer finally gets killed. And that's yeah. how he retires. Uh, he's also coming across as very humble in his 40s, too. Like, he's super um, appreciative and respectful of Mick Foley for the rub he gave him. Um, Undertaker, I think he mentioned. And he's having the time mm-hmm. of his life right now with Matt Riddle. And he acknowledges <laughs> that when he was a kid... And when he was first turned out, he was horrible. Hmm. Hey, I mean, yeah, when my, you can own up, man. How he long said, was his shoulder injury after his debut? Whew. It was in the same year. I know that it much. Was year, it was almost a year, I think. But he what? said his attitude then, he said, they should have fired me. I was saying with Cena. He was this right. close to getting cut, too. Yeah, he was. So that's uh, pretty much it from WWE. <laughs> Now, Rampage, Tony, you've got you've got to stop overloading Rampage. <laughs> it's a one-hour show. And the they problem put... is they edit it now. Yeah, but, I mean, still, it's a one-hour show. You booked four matches and two interview segments. It's, uh, you I mean, know, I... Yeah, no, I, I mean, TK, bro, like, I know he's in the Discord and all that other shit. Like, this is a no bueno move, okay? Like, you, I understand you got to fit a time slot. I yeah. get it. I, I really, I fucking get it. But th- this is why we tune into your fucking product, bro, because you have excellent wrestling. 
most of the time is very good wrestling all the, on just about every match. So like in certain matches, if you're gonna do, if you're gonna cut them short, you need to post the whole thing on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Plain and simple. Like I get wanting to book all this stuff. If ratings suck. Nobody wants to watch um, late night wrestling on a Friday night. Well, I mean, yeah. you you guys don't. It's nothing new for us in the Brits watching late night <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> but oh, yeah, one two a.m. Huh? Yep. Um, you, it's three a.m. If I wanted to watch Rampage live, Jeez. oh lord. But, I mean, you, you keep trying to draw people into a show by loading up with big matches and segments, and I get that. But how do you hope to fit it all in? You know, I think one Without option... making it feel rushed. <laughs> you want to overload Rampage, fine. But, you know, here's what you do. Um, we In the Discord, we've been saying make Rampage a two-hour show. They're not going to do it. Okay. So I think the alternative is you book it, you have one hour on TBS or TNT or... or and then you have that second hour, YouTube. Yeah. Mm. Call it call it maximum rampage or whatever. I there you go. I don't give a shit. I fuck with it. Yeah, we'll it's we'll license plan. you the the max word. You know, but. as long you may have to send a cease and desist order. That's <laughs> okay. TK yeah. will buy us out, no problem. We we almost got another maximum around the corner at one point a couple of years ago. <laughs> That didn't, la- that didn't last very long. Um, but it was a good show. It, it was top heavy, but it was a good show. Uh, Hook finally spoke after Danhausen oh got in his face. Oh, my God. I actually can't wait for this match tomorrow I, I, night. I win bananas. <laughs> you know, I'll say it again. They need to put those two in a tag team. Call it Hookhausen. Great. Yes. Sign me up. I love it. Hookhausen. And you know, I guarantee you, the what you would sell in teach in, in merchandise. Oh yeah, dude, the merchandise money alone. And Hook would never have to talk. Danhausen no. could do it all. That's all you do. You do you know you'd be in trouble when Hook talked? Is the problem? Is that that's yeah. what the gimmick would be? Yeah. If he's if he's if he grabs the mic, you're like, oh shit, you're fucking really gonna Literally, die. Literally, all he said was, "You wanted my attention." Now you got it. That's it. That's and all he had to say. And apparently fucking internet uh, women fans all over around the world just said, huh, huh. I, I love me. how Dan Housen wants to fight him, but he's terrified of fighting him. Like, he realized as soon as he challenged him to a match that he fucked up. He's like, shit. <laughs> and so he's like, you will fight Dan Housen. And he's like, oh, oh crap, shit. what did I do? <laughs> um, this is not good. Jade also got her 30th win. Over Marina Shafir. Dirty uh, finish and it works. Yeah, very convincing fashion. Mm-hmm. And we we keep saying she's getting better and better. But I do hate are. the whole freaking baddie section. They bo- Marina Shafir is getting better too. Yeah, she yeah. she never really had a chance to shine. Because the E the, the problem with her that the E made was they had her in NXT training, which is where they should have left her. You know, yeah. but, you know, they had they had Shayna and they're like, oh, put them together. Rush her right up to Raw before she was ready. She had a couple of Raw matches that sucked because she was not ready. Mm-mm. You know, she went straight from MMA to pro wrestling. She Shayna had time on the indies. Yeah. yeah. Not everybody picks it up that quickly. No. I mean, even when your husband's fucking Roddy. 
Roddy Strong, <laughs> but still, you know what I mean? I, I and I'm with that one too. It was like she's she's not bad. She's improving, and that's something AEW does a lot better. They don't emphasize on you needing to learn their way. They're emphasizing on what are you good at. Let's build around what you're good at. I I think this is the problem with Ronda. Like she came from MMA to wrestling, and like her first match was very impressive because nobody really expected it to be that quick learning wrestling but mm-hmm. she kind of stayed at that level like it was yeah. great for her first match but there wasn't really much improvement afterwards because i looked at like she she had a great match she sees it as like oh i'm good i don't need to do anything else yeah and you mm-hmm. know that, that that's the problem that the e has like dominic mysterio for example the kids should have spent some time in nxt you haven't seen much improvement. No. I mean, does he have potential? Sure. Yeah. Give him some time in NXT. You know, the whole thing being Rey Mysterio's kid ain't going to last forever. Rey, you know, he doesn't have another 10 years. He's got maybe another two. Yeah, at yeah. best. I've heard he may even be retiring at the end of this year. Yeah, well, yeah, like I said, with predictions, I thought he was going to retire at Mania. Yeah, that that was another one as well. I mean, that's that's the idea. It, it, he's got to pass the torch on to his son at some point. And, and Dominic and, and, and DC hit it right on the head. He hasn't improved. He needs to go to NXT. What he worries, needs that coaching. What worries me is what's Dominic going to do when daddy isn't there as a tag team partner or in his corner? Yeah. You know, the whole Mysterio name is only going to last so long. You know, Ray's being a shorter guy, Ray can hit that, that you know, hurricane round of that 619 and make it look good. Dominic can't do the hurricane round because he's too freaking tall to do it. Yeah. Like, Scott Steiner doing the hurricane, the, sorry, the Frankensteiner. You don't wanna, <laughs> don't it didn't look good. It didn't look as good as, you know, like a, a luchador doing it. Yeah, he's very tall for a luchador. But that's my whole thing, too. I think he got more E-train than, like, how some of these guys get, like, straight lucha training. I think he got more, like, oh, this is what's going to make you good in the E. This is what's going to make you good in the E. This is some cool spots. This is what's going to make you good in the E. And that's why he's literally by the wayside, not as important anymore. I remember when we were praising the shit out of him. And and that was, what, a year ago? Yeah. He he's like, I'm good. I don't need to do it. And mm. I'll say it. If he was not Ray Mysterio's kid, he would have been future endeavor already. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then on to Dynamite, we finally got it made official that it's Punk and Hangman for double or nothing for the AEW title. Not going to lie, I did mark out. Everybody did, as Come they on, so should. We, we know how that's going to end already. I don't know. Well, I'm kind of undecided now because... My initial thought was obviously Punk's going to get the world title run, you know, but um, there's also like Forbidden Doors coming up too. And that's where you got to put all your chips in. There's the idea of Punk and Kenta. Mm-hmm. Like, could be a deciding factor. I don't know. 
See, that's that's my thing. I'm I'm oh, and I've been fucking stewing over the fantasy book of this shit. <laughs> like, do we go title? Like, are we doing champions versus champions? Are we just doing matches for the sake of matches? Like, what are we doing on this one? And personally, you gotta do title and title. Yeah. I think you just have to do it. It's it it's it's very um, it, it's very reminiscent of like the '90s Super Show with WCW. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have to have where their world champions go against each against each other. So I don't hate the idea of Hangman and Okada. I mean, I think it's uh, low key like a fucking like Ring of Honor, like one of those like diehard New Japan guys. It's it's probably like their wet dream. That one match we never really got that we've been wanting. So that's a good move. But then again, at the same time. If you do Punk and Okada, that's, you know, giant star, giant star. But, yeah, I also like the idea of Punk and Kenta. There's the idea of Shingo Takagi and uh, Brian Danielson. But then there's also the same thing with fucking Zack Sabre Jr. and Brian Danielson because they've been all both of those guys have been calling each other out. Mox and Tanahashi seems to pretty much be set in stone. So I'm expecting that. And, I, and if I don't get it, I'm going to be surprised. I'm sure we're going to get G.O.D., but in what capacity, I don't know how much of the Bullet Club is going to show up. Is Fale going to wrestle? You know, like it's it's the card is going to be stacked in numerous ways. It's just how are they going to build around it? Are we just doing dream matches or are we going to try to make some shit make some sense? Yeah, I mean, you know, I I don't think we get uh, Hangman and, and Okada because, you know, I think they're going to want to do matches that really we haven't seen before. Yeah, yeah that's my guess. And we got Hangman and Okada before. We got it at uh, oh, there we go at G1 Climax back in uh, about three years ago. Well, there you go. So, you know, if you do the champion route, do you have Okada drop it to uh, Kenta? Oh God, no. No, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> Like, I, That's a no. I like, I like Kenta, but he's not a top. He's not to borrow a line from FTR. He's not top guy material. Down with that. You know. But then I, here's my other thing, though. DC, this is obviously not a. This is not a one-off. They plan to do more of these. So I, I mean, like the one in Japan next. Exactly, yeah. that's, that's what uh, 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 the director was saying from uh, from New Japan Pro Wrestling. He was saying that it's like, oh, we might have another one in Japan. So I can see. Some of those other rivalries happening out there, that Punk and Kenta rivalry, yeah, maybe the the Zack Saber Junior. Brian Danielson rivalry, you know, something with Mox and I, you know, maybe fucking Ishi or maybe Shibata. Oh my God, no! And oh my God, I, I no. will say there is. We just saw, but I want to see it again. Minoru Suzuki and Samoa Joe. I want to see it again. Oh yeah, do it again. Do we it in Japan. Got, like, do it. I want. With I a, want to see another chop fest. I want to see that again. Just with a better ending this time. Much better ending, please. You know what? Just for Suzuki's facial expressions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, you mentioned G.O.D. Give me G.O.D. and F.T.R. Yeah, sign me up. Yeah. I'm down. Uh, and speaking of F.T.R., great match. Great example of how tag team partners can have a solid match with no aggression. They just simply try to out-wrestle each other. Um, and I love the that 80s, man. I love that that's exactly what it came down to in the end, too. There was no big finish. One just got caught by the other. Yeah, it was a roll-up. 
battling for a roll up and uh and Dax ended up winning. It, I swear this match gave me 80s vibes and I and I and I wish I had like some some uh some better eyes to place on it but like I can't, I honestly I kept running through my noggin and I swear this was a lot reminiscent of like Flair and Harley Race. You know what I mean? Not like the the biggest high spot. I mean, they're, they're going to do their own hot spots, but like race and flair, their biggest high spot was a hip toss, <laughs> was a suplex. I think the like said, biggest one of them all was like a superplex, which they tried to do. What is it like the superplex into the crossbody? But you're asking Dax to fucking turn his body in midair, and my man does not know how to do that. So I can't be so mad at him. I did. I did see that there's been some heat already. Oh, well, they fucked up some spots. They did this, yeah, because they're trying to go out there and do something that they think is going to entertain you. Maybe they worked on it. Maybe they didn't. For all I know, they went out there and just called it in the ring. And if this is what we got for calling it in the ring, I still gave it four and a quarter. It was really fucking good. I don't understand any hate. I loved a little touch of punk being on commentary too, and then they. Immediately after the match, make the announcement, and Punk's just like, "Whoa!" He's like, "Oh, that's me!" <laughs> hey, mom, I'm on the Titan You know, one time I would just love to see Punk and William Regal on commentary together. Yes, dude. Yeah. No, yes, nobody dude. else. No Shivani. No Excalibur. Nobody else. Those two. Mm-hmm. And you, know, I'll do you one better. Sign Mauro Ronaldo. Oh yeah. Dude, I feel like those three give those three rampage. No, dude, I, 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 as much as I love what you're putting down, DC, I do. You're going to tell me, you're going to tell me, and you're going to put Excalibur out there with Mauro Ronello, and you can't fit a third man. You can't do it. No, they <laughs> would not get a word in. So, you know what? Maybe, maybe you could do JR, and he would just be like, my God. And that's just it. I, I believe JR is out of contract at the end of this year, oh. unless he signs a new one. I hope he does. You know, I think with JR, what you do is have him as like a special attraction commentator, like pay-per-views. Yeah, it was great. Like, yes. In the Attitude Era, it was Michael Cole and King, and then JR came in for WrestleMania. Let's think of WCW, Dusty the, would come in for the pay-per-views. Exactly. Like, remember the last couple of years that he was in the E? When did we see JR? WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I think his last match at the E, I think it was Undertaker and Shane, if I'm not mistaken. Or maybe Taker, I think it was Taker-Roman. Yeah, it was Taker and Roman. That was his last match. And you know what? JR still, he has like an aura, an aura about him. Like, Oh, yeah. He's like the commentary godfather, you know? Yes, dude. Like, he kissed the ring. It's been around so, for fucking ever. His his voice just exemplifies wrestling commentary. I'm about to say, like, even, even I'm sure even fans of Back of the Attitude Era, if they heard JR's voice randomly, they'd be like, is that what? I've heard that before. <laughs> and they would have to listen just for a little bit. Like, Everybody. There is nothing more iconic than seeing Mick Foley get yeeted off the hell in a cell and hearing, <laughs> good God almighty, good God almighty. We killed him. Killed. And then killed him. thrown through the cell and hearing, by God, he is broken in half. Yeah. We we talk about household names. JR's commentary is household quotes. Facts. Whenever Modern people words. whenever people like mockingly commentate on something as if it was a wrestling match, they say, by God, or use by a Jim God. Ross quote. 
Yes. Last summer, I had uh, one of my neighbors had the, the cops at their place. And I, I'm sitting out there, I'm having a drink, and I say, well, business is about to pick up. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I would have gotten Roddy Piper when the cops show up. Look at the size of that ham hock. <laughs> so you know what sign morrow give us a regal and punk on commentary uh, uh, even if it's one time one time yeah yeah i think oh, no. um the novelty of jericho on commentary is kind of worn off a little bit well because he's on like every he, rampage now yeah well ricky Starks is on every ricky rampage Starks i think jericho awesome. does a few um wardlow though mind ricky Wardlow looked like a monster again, even against Archer this week. Um, and you know what? Wardlow showed us how you do a Hurricane Rana as a big guy. And I have never seen somebody powerbomb another big guy like that. I no, swear like to was God, nothing. he tore his trap doing it or something. He he looked like he was in pain after the first one. And like so like I'm a little worried. I'm hoping he's fine. Maybe he just fucking strained his back or something Probably. really bad. Yeah. I don't like, think I've ever seen Archer, Archer like that. Yeah, I must Archer's not a small dude. But then that's that's also the thing, and we've talked about this before. Archer's just now being that he's just that guy that will go in, get a bunch of squash wins, and he helps elevate people. And that kind of sucks because yeah. you know he has a lot of potential. He he has that ability to be that big time heel that can dominate and dominate and dominate. But they've, I don't want to say they've fully buried him, but he's, him as a dominant, like, world champion, to me right now, not believable. No. That's one of those, that's one of those circumstances where it's like, is it believable? No, this is not believable. He's just the guy they bring in when you need a big guy to work with. Yeah. He's the big show. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry. He doesn't cry, though. He doesn't oh. cry. He doesn't cry. Yeah. What, an, an, what an analogy. Lance Archer's the new big show. He hasn't turned heel and face like fifty times in a week. I'm about to say, please don't kill me, sir. I don't, I don't, Mister Mister Hoyt, sir. <laughs> I mean, I uh, love though that Big Show is able to laugh at that. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. He he knows he became a parody of himself. Uh, Ray Phoenix made his return uh, as Death Triangle really outsmarted House of Black in yes. a way that they shouldn't have been outsmarted. No. <laughs> I mean, it was. Um, I was like, all right, cool. Well, they're gonna beat up fucking uh, homeboy. That kind of sucks. And then this was the thing, and I think it was Harold that was like, "Oh, Phoenix is back." Yeah. And I'm like, could he already be back? And sure, shit, yes, he was over here, fucking shit, swinging the shit out of a shovel. Goddamn, it took somebody's fucking head off. And it's, rightfully so, has a goddamn fucking uh, sleeve on his arm. There's something very cool about three guys just running and leaping over the ropes at the same time, in perfect sync. Especially when one of them is fucking Phoenix, who is quite literally one of the top ten wrestlers in the world. Easily. Yeah, very underrated. Stupidly underrated. If he could just stay healthy. Yeah. That's his issue. Uh, so no doubt we're getting six-man tag at double or nothing. Oh, let's go. Oh, oh Sign and, me up for two of them. Which I, also, I still think House of Black is winning that. That's okay. No. They can take an L. I think that's where you get Julia Hart turning and joining House of Black. I think that's where you do it. Yeah, that's been a bit of a slow burn, too. Oh, yeah, uh, they're teasing the shit out of it. 
nobody can see everybody's waiting. And that's when you hit them is when they least expect it to happen. Yeah. And AEW are very good at that. Well, then that means they got to win. The last time that the E did it successfully was when Seth turned on the shield. Mm-hmm. Because if you remember, everybody thought it was going to be Mox was going to be the one to turn. Yeah, and also That's nobody true. expected a turn because they literally beat Evolution the night before. So it was like, why yes. are you turning? We thought they were going to at least string us on for another three, four months. But you know yeah. what? It worked. Oh, yeah. And it people, worked perfectly. It, it broke people's hearts. You bear. So give me that six-man zagger double nothing. And also, I guess, give me Stadium Stampede with uh, Jericho's Appreciation Society and Eddie Kingston's voice. Society. But that also means we need like another two guys for Eddie Kingston's team with. I've been, I was hearing rumors that they don't want to do that no more. Huh. Stadium Stampede shows. I, I'm hearing that they don't want to do those no more. Well, in that case, we go straight to Blood and Guts, which means we still need another two tag team partners. Still need another two motherfuckers. <laughs> and we, we also need William Regal to shout Blood and Guts. Yes, we blood do. Blood and Guts. If anybody can make it sound cool, it's Regal. It's Regal. Like, he won't have the same ring as War Games, but if anybody can do it, it's Regal. I mean, he'll fix it for us. This is a guy who, like, made getting cursed by Dan House, and he made that look awesome. Yes. And yes, hilarious. And why the hell could we not get that on TV? I, I guess people would have criticized it for being too goofy. Oh, yeah. But for sure. For a post show little segment, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it, it, you're just there for fun at that point. Yeah, like Austin and Rock singing karaoke or whatever it was. After or everybody doing the spin a Rooney. <laughs> I heard a story that, like, the amount of times that you saw Austin, like, there was a video off air where Austin was on an office chair and going down the ramp. Yeah. Yes. He said he was so intoxicated he doesn't even remember it. I was going to say, I was like, he looked hammered drunk. <laughs> even at Mania he was. Oh well, then, it, dude, he was—he even admitted I was—he he was chugging when he took a break. He was ripping them things. He he had, I think he had, that, uh, he told that to Pat, and then Pat was hammered drunk. And then on top of being hammered drunk, there they went in the back and got even more hammered drunk. That wasn't the IPA, but he brought out the strong stuff. No, that one's actually not as strong, dude. That's the fucking worst part. The IPA is like a seven three. Or if not higher, this is the the uh, the American. Uh, oh, is it light? Yeah, it's a five. It's a five point four. <laughs> so they, but it just go. It probably goes down a lot smoother. I tell you, because I mean, I'm not an IPA guy. It's too hoppy neither. for me. No, me neither. We we have the lager in the UK. There you go. So yeah, I'm gonna need that one. Can't find them around here. And I've looked. No, I'm, um, I I know where to find uh, Iron Maiden Trooper IPA. But no stone cold, broken skull. Uh, I've been told I got to go to Whole Foods, which means uh, yeah. maybe Amazon. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Check it out. Um, and finally, Scorpio Sky defeated Sammy Guevara for the TNT title in a ladder match. Some great spots, though. Personally, I think Sammy falling into the barbed wire ladder should have been the finish. Instead, he like yes. He jumped back up the ladder just to get thrown off again. Literally a second later. A yeah, second that later. really diminished it. And but you know, I think what that match also did, it teased the breakup of Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Mm. It teased it. 
Yeah, that's true. And you know what? I am all about that. I like I like the idea of it because you know they never really won any gold together as a team. They never did any so, as a team. I think what you do, you have uh, Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky going at it, and then you just have them. You have you have Scorpio win it, and then you have Ethan Page just beat the shit out of him after the match. Yeah, I don't know if Ethan Page can be a face, whereas Scorpio's kind of already made that transition regardless. Scorpio Sky could be a main eventer. He could be the world champion easily. Oh, yeah. He has the potential. Um, I loved him returning the mid-air, mid-air cutter that Sammy gave Cody. That was a good spot. I did worry about the, the, the first spot where fucking Sammy does the whatever the fuck, corkscrew 630 or... We all swore to God he had a concussion or whiplash or something fierce because he landed hard and awkward, and he was he was. If that was he got oh, the wind knocked out of him, that was that was way more than that, dude. You like go back and watch it. He, it took the guy like I swear, and I'm probably I'm exaggerating. It took him at least seven minutes to get back on his fucking feet. Yeah, that the whole the whole ad break wasn't it? And, yeah. The- the question now, though, is like, what do you do with Sammy? Do you have him just win the title back again? Like, no, I think this is an opportunity, probably for him and Tay to go away for a little bit. Yeah, I hate this. I hate to say it. I really hate to say it, but it's like you don't have any real faces for him to piss off, and I don't think you're gonna randomly go with the whole idea. Of uh, I mean, I I think we had there was some fucking nerd in the crowd wearing a suit and a box on his head. We swore to God it was Kip yeah. Sabian. You know what I mean? So it's just it. it I, I'm sure there's guys coming in, coming back that he can work with. The thing is, is just now he's a heel, so it's got to be against a face. It's got to be a reason for it. The whole blah blah blah. You know, I think and honestly, part of it is you got to let the heat die down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Take a little hiatus. I mean, what was it I said the other... I think it was last Friday. I said, he doesn't have that good heat. He has go-away heat. Yeah, go-away heat. Yeah. And he's got go... And I've ex- I think I explained it. Go ahead. He's got Ryback heat. I'm not going to go that far. He does have <laughs> go-away heat. I think the reason why he has go-away heat, and this is coming from a dude that, that, you know, I found out about Sammy through YouTube, and I followed his vlogs super early on, you know, way before he was even looked at by AAA, let alone AEW. Him and Pam has been a thing forever. You know what yeah. I mean? And motherfuckers get stupid invested in other people's relationship. And it's kind of dumb. But it is what it is. They got so invested. And then on top of that, on top of not only the YouTube following that they've had on uh, from the beginning, you're going to have a proposal in the middle of a ring on a Wednesday night. On a, you know, on a show where you got probably your highest audience. It's not a pay-per-view. And I want to say later that same year. They're broken up and he's with well no, oh sorry. Well the next you know, next year happens and boom, new lady. Like, ah. you know what I mean? Like, how in the fuck are we not supposed to kind of like hate you a little bit? Like, you know what I mean? You did this whole thing in the ring and then just to say, eh, well, it didn't work out. Yeah. I mean, because yeah, yeah, I mean it's yeah. not it's not our gimmick, but I mean in our life. Who kind of seem, you know, kind of like the girl next door, kind of like the girl who you know everyone's cool with, yeah. And 
who knows? Like, again, like you said, it's really nobody's business. But at the same time, like, you've got a small portion of the IWC who likes to, you know, rant and rave and. Mm-hmm. That they do, boy. I mean, honestly, by the time they were on TV together, most people were kind of okay with it. Like, it's just like, just get let them get along with it. But yeah, then they just became such a couple of assholes on TV. <laughs> Like they were still yeah. baby faces, but they were acting like obnoxious teenagers. They were exactly what Dan Lambert, the end of the horny teenagers. When when you're that annoying that you make Dan Lambert a baby face, there's something wrong. There, there is something wrong. But you know what? I love it. And you know what? <laughs> It'll work. Dan Lambert is one of us. He is. And you know what? He's having the time of his life and good for him. Yeah, he's oh, so yeah. good on the mic. Loving life, boy. <clears throat> I mean, he's right. got his uh, top team guys over in the E who's doing, was doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also what the ladder match showed us is that they need to work on Paige and Ty a little bit before we actually get the match. That, oh, yeah, we're supposed to be getting the next tag match. Yeah, I don't know when. Probably the pay-per-view? Yeah, yeah I guess. So let, yeah, let Sammy and Ty Zane's go away until double or nothing and let Paige do some work. By the way, Paige, learn how to sell for the love of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah, the dual kick was pretty good, though. Yes, but again, sell it. Don't be sitting on the apron looking in like, oh, what's going on in there? Fucking, you got knocked <laughs> out, Rod. Come on. Um. All right, so make sure you hit that subscribe button while I go warm up the time machine because this is This Week in Wrestling History. Uh, there's quite a bit of history, quite a bit of birthdays. It's a pretty average week. So um, I'm going to kick this off with WCW was weird. I don't need a time machine to tell you that. Uh, April 22nd, 1996. On Nitro, uh, the World Tag Team and Television Championships were all on the line as Lex Luger and Sting defeated the Giant, a.k.a. Big Show, a.k.a. Paul White, and Ric mm-hmm. Flair by DQ. The following week, which was taped right after this, the Giant defeated Ric Flair for the WCW World Title. There you go. And I believe he held it for just over a month. It was just over 100 days before it went back to Hollywood Hulk Hogan, of course. Goddamn hoagie. Sorry, Hollywood Hogan. There was no Hulk in WCW. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Hollywood Hogan. <laughs> it was when he came back to WWE. It was Hollywood Hulk Hogan. And then he wrestled Triple H, and it was HHH versus HHH. Triple H, Triple H, baby. (laughs) Uh, April 22nd, 2018, at Impact Redemption, Pentagon became the Impact World Champion, defeating his brother, Ray Phoenix, and the champion, Asshole Aries, in a triple threat match. And he held it for what, like a week? Yeah, it was such a a publicity statement because they were working with, was it Lucha or MLW at the time? Triple A. Oh, okay. Uh, April 23rd, 2006, at lockdown, Samoa Joe defeated Sabu to retain the X-Division Championship. Team 3D defeated Team Canada. Christian Cage defended the NWA World Title against Abyss. You know, Abyss. In, uh, for the, did I say NWA he's World Title? Now. Yeah, he's a producer now, Joseph mm-hmm. Parks. And lethal lockdown, Sting's Warriors defeated Jarrett's Army. Whatever. 
all these lockdown like matches kind of sound the same on paper. I heard Sting's army and I thought of children. <laughs> uh, April 23rd, 2014, after 307 days, the first ever NXT Women's Champion Paige was forced to relinquish her title after getting called up to the main roster and winning the Divas Championship. Which kind of mm-hmm. sucked. I thought it was cool carrying both belts around. Yeah. Yeah, fuck it. Uh, that was a weird time in NXT because you had JBL as the authority figure. Yeah, yeah that's true. And it was it almost no, it was almost like he bullied her into giving up the title. I Come on, you need to give it back. He's like, you can't be here defending when you're on the road defending the, the Divas title. That's and at the time, and at the uh, time, I think Brock yeah. was like in the title picture. Yeah, and the Divas <laughs> title was the ugliest freaking title I've ever seen. Yeah, hot garb. Like even the current Universal and the WWE title are better than that. It yeah, was the Divas title was awful. It was literally a butterfly. Mm-hmm. And everything that stood for was terrible, too. Oh, yeah. The whole thing was terrible. Thank the Lord they brought back the Women's Championship. Um, April 24th, oh, 2000. Diamond Dallas Page won his third WCW World title, defeating Jeff Jarrett in a steel cage match, which lasted only five minutes exactly. Two of those minutes were in the crowd. Um, Not surprising. The following night on Thunder... What many consider the worst title change in the history of pro wrestling, David Arquette became WCW World Heavyweight Champion. <laughs> it was what, pretty bad. Purely Ia Bones idea. Probably, I know it was purely to like promote Ready to Rumble, which we. Yep. I know Moses and I will die on this hill. Was a great movie. It great was. Movie. It needs a sequel. <laughs> I don't know. You know what a modern day sequel of Ready to Rumble could be, or might be, might be something interesting. David Arquette can play Sal Bandini's role of the old wrestler running lessons in his in his home. Get Oliver Platt back as Jimmy King. I love Oliver Platt. I haven't seen him in anything in in the longest time. No, the only the most recent thing I think I've seen him in is uh, the Chicago Med. Yeah. Um, like that show. Oh, uh, the right Chicago, Chicago man? man. I know I he's, in a hosp- right. he's in a hospital thing. Anyway, is it it's Chicago? It, it's, uh, I think it is Chicago Med. I know yeah. there's a fire fire show, but I don't think that's the right one. That's uh, is that Station Nineteen? Yeah. All all of these Grey's Anatomy spinoffs all sound the same. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly what they are. Uh, April 25th, 1999, originally an in-your-house pay-per-view, WWE presented the first ever Backlash, main evented by Stone Cold and The Rock for the WWE title. Since the in-your-house line was discontinued just before the event took place, this was technically the last WWE pay-per-view to carry the in-your-house name until it was revived by NXT in 2020. Um, But the last official one, which actually did have the name, was uh, St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Nice. And I'm still annoyed that they didn't bring that back for NXT because it was on Valentine's Day and they called it Vengeance Day. So they're dumb. Well, we can't have the word massacre. Because they're dumb. Because they're dumb. Uh, April 25th, 2005, the first ever TNA lockdown. TNA made history with an all-cage pay-per-view. Every single match was inside six sides of steel. Um, Dustin Rhodes defeated Bobby Roode in a... Two out of three falls, Prince of Darkness death match. Which, if I remember okay. rightly, was literally just two out of three falls, and they were both blindfolded. For sure. 
Jeff Hardy defeated Raven in a tables match. I remember that spot because they just loaded tables inside the cage, and then Jeff obviously did a dive after top. Because uh, Jeff. Wild because word. Jeff. Because <laughs> Jeff said murder. Uh, America's Most Wanted defended the tag team titles against Eric Young and Petey Williams. Christopher Daniels defeated his former tag team partner, Elix Skipper, to retain the X Division Championship before uh, before becoming the five-on-five war. Lethal Lockdown started off at three-on-three. Mm-hmm. And the first one was BG James, a.k.a. Road Dog, DDP, and Sean Waltman defeating Team Nash. Uh, sorry, they were Team Nash, defeating Jeff Jarrett, the outlaw, a.k.a. Billy Gunn. And Monty Brown. And in the main event, AJ Styles defeated Abyss to become the number one contender for Jarrett's NWA World title, which he went on to win at Hard Justice the following month. Hard Justice. Uh, A little more updated. April 25th, 2021, at Rebellion, uh, Josh Alexander defeated Ace Austin and TJP for the X Division Championship. Jordan Grace and Rachel Ellerin defeated Fire and Flavor for the Knockouts Tag Team titles. And AEW World Champion Kenny Omega defeated Impact World Champion Rich Swan in a title versus title main event. Mm-hmm. And yes, it did actually do a lot of good business at pay-per-view, I believe. Uh, April 26, 1998, the first ever Inferno match took place at Unforgiven in your house as The Undertaker defeated Kane in a WrestleMania rematch by setting his arm on fire. And I think in the rematch, he set his foot on fire. Burn him Uh, down. Yeah, Inferno matches were wild. There was only ever four of them. Then then we had the Ring of Fire. I'm not getting burned. Uh, April 26, 2009, all three world titles changed hands at Backlash as Christian defeated Jack Swagger for the ECW title. Randy Orton won the WWE title when the Legacy defeated Batista, uh, Shane McMahon and Triple H in a six-man tag, and Edge defeated John Cena for the world title in a last-man standing match. Uh, 27th, more Backlash history. In 2003, Goldberg won his first-ever WWE match, defeating The Rock. And in 2008, Triple H defeated JBL, John Cena, and Randy Orton for the WWE title. Undertaker also defended the world title against Edge. Um, Today, a little bit of dark history. Today in wrestling history in 2005, um, the wrestling world tragically lost Chris Candido at 33 Mm. years old. Uh, Candido wrestled his last match at the previously mentioned lockdown and fractured his fibula and tibia and dislocated his ankle. Um, and following surgery, Candido suffered a blood clot, but his cause of death was actually down to a um, acute pneumonia. Oh wow! I bet that, he that yeah that was a wild. Um, I remember time. that. Yeah, fucking wild indeed, bud. I actually remember they they cut his match from the replay of Lockdown and just played a tribute for Chris Candido instead. I fuck with that. Um and. Based on t-shirt. We also lost Connor the Crusher this week in history eight mm. years ago. All bad. Um, so birthdays this week. Uh, one of Moses' favorite guys, Andre Chase, turned 33. Nah, fuck that guy. <laughs> nah, he's all right. Chucky e. T turned 36. Jay Lethal is 37. Jamie Hayter turned 27. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, turned 31. I'm not going to use his stupid name. Christopher Dijak turned 35. <clears throat> Uh, Moose turned 38, John Cena turned 45, Mr. Tony Atlas turned 68, Amazing Red turned 40, uh, Mayor Glenn Jacobs turned 55, 
And former Team Canada member Johnny Devine turned 48. And Tony Atlas is still wrestling. Is he still wrestling? Yeah. Jesus Christ. I love me some Tony Atlas. I, I saw him at a uh, at an in, at a indie benefit show a couple years ago. I'll tell you, if you ever get a chance to meet him, he is honestly got one of the nicest guys in the world. Yeah, he comes across that way. Like, Hell yeah. so he, normally how, you know, at signings they have pictures. Yeah. He has hand-drawn pictures that he did himself. Wow. Like, I've got one of of him and Andre, and totally cool guy. Talks about the uh, the infamous Tony Atlas laugh. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I've got it stored in the sound bites because Tony Atlas uh, appeared as a guest co-host on Max once via voice clips. Hell yeah, baby. <laughs> that is his laugh, by the way. Like, uh, that, that's it. a genuine laugh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Like I, I uh, thought he was making it up, and I was like, no, no, no that's him. No, that's that laugh, baby. <laughs> Okay, let's move on to WWE's other show with the A to B of NXT from Moses. So we know you made it like half an hour into the show. About 40, maybe 40 minutes at best. And then it just, it just killed me. Um, let's see. Uh, last okay, last legend. I think like I saw her like six, seven, eight weeks ago, and she was hot ass garbage. She was not terrible in this one, but then again, both these ladies are like butthole new to the sport. Her and Nikita Lyons, and so I mean, it was it was fine. I didn't I didn't immediately fucking hate it. Um, I just I love to make the constant joke that every time I fucking see Nikita Lyons, I'm just, you know I'm immediately thinking with my dick. Just how it goes. As but is then, a lot of the fan base. Exactly. But then, it, of course, this is where it kills me. I'm and, and I hate that I'm admitting this, but I will always admit when things are going down. I'm slowly getting used to Tony D'Angelo. I'm slowly getting on board with his stupid wannabe soprano gimmick. And it's, it's something about it is just, you know what I mean? It's finally clicking with me. And so mm. I was digging his little promo in the back. You I was digging. This week, right? What's happening? You got a couple of goons this week, right? Yeah, I got a couple of goons this week. He called everybody fucking paisan. He was like, yo, yo, paisan. I'm like, what the fuck am I a paisan? Uh, he was fucking had to deal with fucking, uh, was it Zion Quinn and that fucking nerd. But then Not we Roman. got to, that was the other thing, though, too. We got to see Natalia come down. She wants to get a shot at Nikita Lyons. You know, the battle of the thick blondes. I'm with it. Um, I'm Roddy with Strong. It too. Everybody does, brother. Roddy Strong is pissed off at uh, fucking the Diamond Mine for like half-assing it, and he's like, "I got a tag team that's coming in that's gonna face you guys," and it's the Viking Raiders. So that's a little exciting. And then what killed it is I was like, "All right, well, Tony D'Angelo's got a match, but whom against? Goddamn fucking Giant Edge, Von Wagner." And I was like, "No, thank you." <laughs> and that's where I ended it. And Mo, well, I've seen the comparison that Von Wagner is the. Uh... The secret love child of great Kali and Edge. Yeah, he, he a thousand percent is, bud. <laughs> Ever since I heard that, it's one of those things you can't unsee it. Nope. Can't unsee it, because it's the truth. Uh, I think the main event was Mandy Rose versus, um, I don't know what the hell her new name, Roxanne something, Roxy. Roxy. 
Roxy's whatever the hell her new name is. It's Roxanne something. Yeah, it is. I think it's just Roxanne Perez. Is it Roxanne Perez? Roxanne Perez. She's still Roxy. Yeah. Uh, all right. And now let's find out who is this week's Geek of the Week. Pencil neck geek, gritty freak, scum sucking beard with a lousy physique. He's a one man, no cut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil neck geek. This week's Geek of the Week is the fucking the nerd that made me fucking kill NXT. I'm over here trying to watch a goddamn show, and yet you're up here on here fucking looking like Giant Edge for no goddamn reason with your clumbering, stumbling, bumbling. I just, I can't stand you, Von Wagner. This is like fucking number four you've been on this list. You're just, what is the appeal of you? I don't understand. What is the appeal of you? You're, because you're tall. They fucking fired Adam, Schiff, uh, whatever the fuck dumb shit's name is, a control your narrative. For it, he was tall and strong, so what the fuck makes you any fucking cooler? Like that's uh, this guy just fucking kills me. In all reality, I should just probably just skip his match and try to finish NXT. But when you go from like me looking at some some good looking women and then seeing the Viking Raiders back and getting a little excited and then thinking, you know what, maybe I'll get to see something decent from Tony D'Angelo, and then I see this fucker. I'm just like, nap. I'm at. I'm at. Damn. No Prati. He's going so, to flounder like a son of a bitch when he goes to the main, and he will go to the oh, main. He's a, he's a big guy. The E-Jones are going to love him. No, they tried. Remember, they brought him up to, like, Raw a couple, like, a month or two ago before Mania, and he was on, like, two weeks worth of Raw, and then they sent him right back to NXT. <laughs> Damn. That's not surprising at all. Because there were there were backstage segments with uh, with Vince and Von Wagner. I think Wagner was supposed to get the the treatment that Austin Theory had, like that storyline. And then he saw his fucking forehead. And he couldn't talk. Worth it. Worth it. Worth a bean. So they just geared wow. him on back to NXT. Yeah. I'm sure they'll slap some stupid gimmick on him and bring it back, and he'll he'll be. He's the new edges boat. younger, bigger brother. Do yeah. it, fucking do it. Come on, make him Von Wagner part of the, fucking... the House of Purple. And you know, I know what house gonna of purple. it's going to be. It's going to be Edge Kali. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's another thing we didn't talk about. Edge's new faction is called Judgment Day because naming a faction it's after the whole pay-per-view is cool. Call him the color purple and call it a day. I just, I don't, I don't like, care for the name. You like know, I don't care for the faction. I don't care for what Damien Priest is doing with his eyes. I I will say I thought it was absolutely fucking hilarious when uh, Brody King posted on Twitter a, a picture of Edge and Priest, and he says, "What happens when you order House of Black on Wish.com?" Right, the yeah. House of Purple. And it's just like, yes. And he got some shit for it, and then he was like, "Guys, I'm just joking around." Yeah, like, like come relax. on, fucking. I'm sure he knows fucking Damien Priest well. Yeah. yeah. And they're cool with each other. Like, you can't tell me that Damian Priest and Edge are like, this shit is great. This is original. No, they're like, eh, I mean, this is, but, I'm sure Edge is telling him like, hey, kid, you want to get along? In, you want to go along in this business? You got to just fucking go along. You know what I mean? I guarantee you, if Damian Priest were to go to Vince and say, Vince, I don't like this. It's stupid. It's not original. Vince would probably just say, okay, you don't have to do it. And then the next week, he's jobbing out to 
uh, wh- whoever the biggest jobber on their roster is. Yeah. They'll give him Killer Cross's old helmet. There yeah. <laughs> I, I, I will say what I do enjoy about NXT. I do like what they got going on between Carmelo Hayes and Solo Sokoa. Yeah. Carmelo Hayes is awesome. And Sokoa, you know, he's got potential. And the best thing they are doing is keeping him away from the bloodline. Yeah. Make him be his own man. Yeah, it's doing great. See if the dude can actually hold water. I'm sure he can, but I get what you mean. Uh, All right, then. So from the worst to the best, this is the best of the week. Um, all right, rest of the week. Um, very easily going to give it to Josh Alexander. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, very, well earned. Very well earned. Very convincing win. Uh, hopefully, he gets a good run as world champion. Uh, moment of the week. Uh, I'm going to give it to CM Punk versus Hangman being announced. And I think Punk made it feel big by just leaping up and grabbing the mic and going, "I'm not even doing my entrance. I'm going to talk and walk." I mean, it worked. Yeah. Um, and he he came across as like you know I'm a fan of Hangman but I'm gonna kick his ass. Um, was, and yeah, it was great. Dumbest moment of the week, the arm wrestling segment because they're always stupid. Arm wrestling, arm There's wrestling. So arm wrestling. many more things you could be doing with Bobby Lashley. Do we want to arm wrestle? Right. The, the the sad thing is, you know, Omos is gonna probably win this one. Yeah, which is fine, but like, build it better than this. I don't want to see a stupid contest. It's like, I get it. You want to put the younger, bigger guy over? That's fine. But like, do it when it makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I'm surprised they haven't gone the whole, let's see if they can team up to coexist route. Well, you be, know what? That'll be next must, week. It's probably next week. I like that. <laughs> I mean, you know what? It's better than an arm wrestling contest. Oh, yeah, a thousand percent. It's going to be out of tag- seven matches. Here, it's going to be a tag team match, and one of them is going to walk out on the other. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, there we go. Your week is complete. Thank you, everybody, for spending your Thursday with us. You know where to find us at Max Wrestling UK on the old Musk Twitter. And mm-hmm. at the Captain Five One Two and SMRPodNet. Once again, the website maxrossing.net. And of course, to our very special guest this week, DC. Thank you very much for joining us. And thank you for not cashing in on me. There you go. Double <laughs> thank yous. We got a year to get excited. I was about we, to say he was tempted, I'm sure. I'm yeah. No. I'm a, <laughs> You know what? Most people should be tempted to cash in on me when it comes to trivia because I don't do it very often. I'm the guy that writes the questions. Um, actually, I think I've only done it once and it didn't go very well. We had a guest host. That's great. Now, um, listen up, you Bensonite geeks. This is what Moses has for you this week. That's right. Tonight is the NFL draft round one. Two episodes drop later this morning that are going to fucking literally be one is like three different mock drafts. The other one is how many players? I think it's 50. I think I did 50 players. 50 players I'm expecting 
absolutely expecting the Chargers to look at. And if they don't, I'm fucking calling somebody. I don't know who. <laughs> As for that, we have to talk about TikTok. We have to talk about Max Wrestling UK on TikTok because I am mere 60 something away from a thousand. We are almost at a thousand. When a thousand hits, big things happen. It means I can go live. I can interact better and more often and do all that stuff. And I also made a pledge from the jump. When I hit a thousand, Max Wrestling goes to Twitch. And uh, that is the plan. So we're going to see how this goes. If it works out to the best of our abilities, expect some watch alongs uh, for Max Wrestling on Twitch. For any pay-per-views, any big shows, maybe even just Rampages and Dynamites for all we know. But there's going to be a lots of things coming. So if the 60, some, 60 70, 70 you motherfuckers out there that haven't started following Max Wrestling UK yet, do it. So we can get going on the everything else's platform. Yeah, and as for Open Road, um, episode one was released just oh, over a week ago. So you were probably waiting for episode two yesterday, but it didn't drop. So uh, I'm aiming for this weekend or... If we can get like maybe another, I'm not going to ask for 70. So maybe if we can get like 10, 15 more views, then I'll drop episode two a little sooner. There but, we go. Uh, should be up this weekend. The continuation of Chad, myself, and Phoenix searching for this location to shoot the cinematic sequel last month. Um, the episode consists very much of Chad saying, Where are we? Where are we? As you saw by the preview last week. Uh, and with that said, join us next week for the very exciting Backlash predictions. Right. Yeah, we love predicting WWE. As you, you hear the excitement in my voice. <laughs> also, tomorrow night, Hook Danhausen. Let's do it. You've been watching the Cap and Mo and DC. Goodbye. Mwah. And good night. Yeah, we coming for that ass. All that ass. In brown panties. Rise. Court is in session. This is your world champion speaking. The head of the firm. The captain. The head of the jury. It's been a few weeks now since the jury was revealed. A few weeks since we vanquished not only Travis Walter Anderson, but the Phoenix as well. We hold almost all of the gold in match wrestling. And all that's left is to take the Phoenix's knowledge championship at Trivia Takeover. And I don't like his chances. No champion has ever survived the champion's chase. And even if he does, he won't survive the jester's justice. And as far as Moses goes, like I said, the door is open. There is a place for you on the jury. Think about it. The cipher, the lawyer, the captain, and El Jefe. And while you make your decision, ladies and gentlemen, we do have other unfinished business. And that's why on May 13th, Match Wrestling will once again crash the season finale of Ryan Square. And you never know who we're bringing with us. <laughs> <laughs>